Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of this podcast. I am Caleb once again, in case you're joining in having not listened to the first episode. What I'm doing here is just to make a podcast to kind of talk about what's on my mind and I think what I'm going for more is just getting things off of my mind, vocalizing them, making it something uh, concrete, making it something cohesive as opposed to just another thought running through my head. This past week's been an interesting week in terms of what's been going on in our world in terms of what we've been going through as a country in the United States for those listening in the future this past week as I'm recording this has been when the death of George Floyd happened at the hands of the Minneapolis police and the riots that have ensued as a result of this death and there's a lot of emotions going on about this topic right now there's a lot of thoughts feelings opinions and to be honest I've delayed the recording of this episode for a couple days because I've been pretty angry myself about a lot of things been angry about the death of uh, George Floyd himself been angry about the reactions to his unjust death i've been angry about how people have responded to the reactions of others in the rioting how people are either justifying it or condoning it even and certainly those are extreme cases but i've been pretty angry about a lot of it and truth be told i didn't feel like i could record a good podcast about that topic and more to the point i don't think my opinion matters a great deal when it comes to this discussion i don't have any big insights i don't have any strong views in terms of like well strong is not the right word i don't have unique position on this i don't have a position that people are gonna go wow i've never heard someone say that before i don't have anything like that and so i don't really feel like me discussing the topic is going to do anyone much good which i guess you could argue (laughs) you could also say about when i talked about the uh covid19 situation on my last episode but i feel like me spending the time and resources to discuss something like this issue isn't beneficial not only to me but to others and the reason i say for me is just because i i've i feel angry about the situation but i can't change it and i can only change what i do going forward and that kind of ties into what i'll be talking about here in a second so i guess in that sense i'd rather focus on that instead of make a episode about a situation that truthfully isn't as impactful to me personally as most people not trying to say that i don't care or that i'm trying to uh, avoid the situation or anything like that and nor am i trying to say that anyone's opinions on the situation are unjustified or shouldn't uh hold any merit i'm not trying to say anything like that i just personally think for me and my recordings not worth getting into but in the way that it ties into what i am going to talk about today is that the the topic that's been on my mind this week which it was on it before everything regarding the the george floyd situation uh happened but the the topic i've been thinking about a lot this week is the idea of forgiveness and really came up um in the discussion with my brother and dealing with some of the stuff that we went through in our childhood but uh certainly applicable to what's going on now and the reactions of people 
that are currently going on. And when I was thinking about this topic and thinking about how I can talk about it, it occurred to me that the idea of forgiveness tends to be a very religious concept and a very religious word. And I don't agree with it necessarily. I, cause I think, I don't think that forgiveness is specifically religious. I think forgiveness is something that a bunch of people can do. And it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. Forgiveness is something that can apply to your life regardless of where you stand in terms of religion or if you're a religious, if that's where you're approaching the situation from. I don't think forgiveness is dependent on that point of view. And so my goal here is to talk about forgiveness in more of a non-religious sense, though, as I mentioned in the uh, first episode, I am a religious person. That is my background. So I have no doubt it will inherently go that direction. And I will have an explicitly religious section at the end of uh, the episode, but that's more for my thoughts of forgiveness within the context of my Christian faith, and I'll try to make that ex as explicit as possible while recognizing that the way I talk about forgiveness in a generic sense more than likely is going to entail me having religious notions as I talk about it. So I'm just trying to be transparent, trying to be uh, upfront about my own biases and about how I'm approaching it. So you've been warned, I guess. So I think forgiveness is really tricky because it's, it's about moving on from a situation, I guess, in a very generic sense that forgiveness doesn't happen right after situations occurred and forgiveness doesn't happen when you're in the midst of something at least not usually forgiveness really occurs when you've accepted something that's happened something that's been done to you and you're you're attempting to move on from it and that's not always an easy thing to do and i think a lot of times whether you think this is a good or bad thing we're told a lot to hang on to the the angers that we have and the frustrations that we have because they're justified and truthfully what forgiveness is and this was a this is not my own uh definition this was given to me and i've just really liked it and have kept using it is that forgiveness is letting go of your right to be angry at somebody and i would say somebody or something if that's more applicable to whatever you personally are going through. But I really like the definition because it acknowledges the fact that you have a right to be angry about what's going on. It's not saying that you should just forget that anything happened and pretend that everything's okay because it's probably not. And the things that we tend to hold on to that tend to stick with us the most either fall in two extremes. Either there's something very significant that we have a right to be angry about, that we have a right Right to be frustrated about because they were very significant events or it's something so minute that we've blown it up into something that is so far beyond what it originally was that it's become this thing that we feel we have a right to be angry about and continue to hold on to when the truth of the matter is it wasn't that important to begin with. That's sort of how I view the two spectrums, and of course that's a very generic way of looking at it, and certainly not the the only ways that you can look at it. So those are just what I've sort of thought of in, in my thinking about this topic. But going back to that definition I had earlier of forgiveness is letting go of the right to 
be mad at someone. It's so important to recognize that first step of it, that you do have a right to be mad at someone if they've actually wronged you. And it's okay to acknowledge that. And in fact, I think it's important if you're ever going to move on from it. You have to acknowledge the severity of what you've gone through. You have to acknowledge the severity of how it's impacted you, at the very least. If it ends up being in that second camp where it's not in actuality this big thing, but you've made it up to be, well, then for you, it's a big thing. And you still have to acknowledge that you had a right to feel the things you felt. You have to acknowledge that you are someone who felt these things and are holding on to this anger and that it's okay that you've done that, that you've experienced something. I think there's times where we can feel ashamed that we've experienced something not not anything past that but just rather we've experienced something and i think that's such a disservice because experiencing something is what life is we experience things things happen to us and it's not going too far into the weeds of how you respond to things and that whole notion of your life is more about how you react to things than the things that happen to you and all of that's a different discussion but to say that we have these feelings and that we shouldn't experience them truthfully, I think is what ends up making these long-lasting issues that we are so angry about. We never process them because we never start at the beginning with acknowledging that we've experienced something great. And not great in the sense that it's good, but great in the sense of scale. Great in the sense that it's something either traumatic or significant that's happened in your life. And we don't tend to give these things that level of credence. And I think that's such a big disservice. And to me, that's the first step in whatever this road is that we're going to call forgiveness. I'm using this word and you probably can use other words to, to fill in whatever you want to call this, but moving on from anger, I guess, if you want to uh, use a phrase instead of a word as a definition. But the first step is acknowledging that you have experienced something, that you have felt something emotionally, and acknowledging that it's okay to have felt something. Because closing yourself off emotionally to it is what's going to keep it around. Closing yourself off emotionally to it is what's going to bury it beneath just the layers of your own wanting to move on from it without having to deal with it. It's bearing it beneath the notions that I just have to, I have to grin and bear it. I have to move on from it. I have to, you know, keep moving forward and I can't acknowledge it. Otherwise it's going to affect me and it's going to control me. And all of these things don't allow us to move on from a situation. So that's my first step. That's sort of my first notion is acknowledging that you have experienced something and it's okay to acknowledge that you've experienced it. And I wish that I had had more of a a cohesive way of saying how you can do that and there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that you professionals will tell you how to do it the the, the thing for me i guess and this is a, a very generic phrase but the way i think about it is be truthful with yourself and that doesn't always work and i'm gonna explain that here so being truthful with yourself means acknowledging that you've experienced something and the reason it doesn't work is because sometimes it's so buried and so covered just even by our own bodies that we don't know what it is we're covering 
covering up. We don't know what it is that's originally there. That's what repressed memories are. It's our body trying to protect us from these traumatic things that have happened to us, and we don't even know they're there, but they still affect us. Repressed memories can still impact you in your emotional state. It can still impact you in the way you react to certain things. These triggers that can all of a sudden set you off, and you have no idea why these things make you so angry. These small little things that themselves shouldn't be that big of a deal, but when you experience them, they are a very big deal. These things can be set off by these repressed memories that you have no idea what they are. And so, it being truthful with yourself, it means acknowledging that you probably have these things that are buried in you that you don't know what they are necessarily. Now, sometimes you do, and sometimes you, you're very, very much aware of what these horrible things are. And that's, yeah, I'm, I, I'll address that here in a second, but I, what I've found for a lot of people is that the really hard things, especially if these things happen when you were a child, especially then, because that's when, that's when you repress memories the most, because your body is being put in survival mode. Your body is saying, we need to survive the situation. And if you remember what happened, you will not be able to function because you are a child and so your body represses these you don't remember them because it doesn't help you to do that but what we have to recognize is that these repressed memories are still there and so it's how do we go back into them how do we confront them when we don't know what they are how do you how do you confront something when you don't know what you're confronting that's a hard thing and the only reason i i feel i can talk about this with uh, a modicum of knowledge is because I've gone through this myself. I, I've gone through therapy to bring up these repressed memories I have and to confront them, to acknowledge that they exist and to see how they've impacted me emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, all of these different ways. These memories have done that. And so that's the only reason I feel like I can speak somewhat authoritatively on it. I'll say it probably a million more times in this podcast. I am not an expert on these fields. And so I'm not saying this in a, any definitive scientific way and any kind of definitive here's what you have to do kind of way. I'm speaking simply from personal experience and my own thoughts and reactions to what I've been through. So for me, it's you confront them. And to do this, you usually need someone who is trained to bring these up, who is trained in how to deal with them. Because if you confront them, not having that person with you, not having someone who knows what to do when things get tough and when things are not easy, then it is possible to get lost in those emotions and to let them overwhelm you, which was the very opposite of what your body was trying to do in the first place by repressing them. So it's my personal opinion that seeing someone for these things is a very good idea and talking with people about these things is a very good idea and having someone who can sympathize with you on these concepts helps it helps a lot so it's something i've i've had to struggle with on my own and by my own i mean with a therapist and it's something i've realized how important it is and it's something i've also realized that most people don't acknowledge that they need themselves and i'm not here to tell you how you figure that out because it varies it changes person to person but if if you're aware that you've experienced trauma or you're you've been told the stories of what you've gone through when you were a child or 
you know that you've experienced something traumatic in your recent past, but you don't know what it is necessarily because you've blocked it out. It's good to see someone for those things. It's good to talk to someone about those things and to and to get the help you need in order to confront those emotions. So that's that's part of the first step. Part of the first step is acknowledging that you've experienced something. And so you've experienced something. You've had something done to you. You've done something, whatever it is. You're now acknowledging that you experienced emotions from these things. So what, what do you do from there? Well, you have to come to terms with the things that have happened or the things you've done or the things that were done to you, what, whatever the case is. And coming to terms with it means acknowledging what role you played and what role others played. If the role you played was nothing because you were the victim of something, then that's your role. And you have to acknowledge that either you couldn't have done something or there isn't more you could have done. That's usually what it ends up being. And that's the hardest thing to do because you always think that there's something more you could have done, should have done, whatever. That's that's guilt. And that's that's something called survivor's guilt in a lot of ways. Um, survivor's guilt is usually attributed to more of like you survived the plane crash when no one else did kind of stuff. And so it's a little mixed there. But in my mind, I, I think of them in the same definition. I just wanted to clarify that for a more like professional stance. I guess survivor's guilt isn't used in this scenario, but that's the way I think about it. But it's it's acknowledging what you could have done, what you wouldn't have been able to do, and, and acknowledging that that's the facts of it and that you can't change it anymore. For me, it was... It was things that happened when I was a very young child. And the biggest thing I had to come to terms with was I was a young child, one, two years old. And what what can I have done when I was one or two? Truthfully, nothing. There's not a whole lot you can do when you're one or two because you're a child and you don't have a lot of ways of reacting that are good. Your body at that age really is just trying to preserve itself. And so you don't do a lot. And that's hard. It's hard to acknowledge that there's nothing you could have done or that you can't change it now if that's where you're at. That's a hard thing to come to grips with. And so that is probably the the biggest sort of gap to bridge, I would say, is, is coming to terms with things. And there's no timetable on how that works. For a lot of people, it takes them years and decades to, to come to grips with what they could have done, what they weren't able to do, recognizing that they can't do anything now to fix whatever it is. All of these things that it takes time. Truthfully, it just, it takes time for you to process this. It's not like you can flip a switch or say these magic words and it happens. It takes time and it does take effort. And that's the other key part that I think is usually missed is this is not an easy process. And anyone who says that it is, is just lying to you. Again, my opinion, but I think they're lying to you because it's probably the most difficult thing you can do is acknowledge that you can't change anything to acknowledge that you couldn't have done anything more than what you did to acknowledge that you were in a position where you did the best you could. That's so hard to do because you're no longer 
longer in that space, you have the, I'll say gift, but you have the ability of hindsight. So you, you, you now can, you have thought about, I could have done this differently, or I could have reacted differently, or I should have done this. And maybe objectively that's true, but you can't change it. Or yeah, maybe that would have been a good thing to do. But like in my case, I was one, I was two years old. I couldn't have done the, the things I've thought about doing because those things would have only been possible in my current state, in my current physical size, in my current physical and mental capacities. I couldn't have done that when I was one or two. And it's acknowledging that and recognizing that that's okay. That's such a hard thing to do. And I, I want to give that its proper sort of gravitas. Like it's, it's so difficult and it takes a lot of time. But that is such a key element to this whole process. And if you're able to do that, then I think the last step becomes a lot more manageable. Well, it becomes possible first off, but it becomes a lot more manageable if you're able to do that process correctly. Because after that comes the forgiveness. After that comes the step of, I'm letting go of my right to be angry at this situation. I'm letting go of my right to be angry at this person. And to come to that place, again, it takes time. You can't just say, well, I've processed everything and I'm good to go now and I forgive everyone and I'm moving on. Because that's not the truth. That's you lying to yourself to say that you're better so you can move on with your life and tell everyone else that you're okay but you're not because you haven't done that and there's no other way of moving on from the situation without forgiveness that last step is what allows you to move on if you don't do the last step you're not moving on because you're holding on to it still you may have said yeah I, I couldn't have done anything to change it but damn it I'm still angry about it and again you have the right to be angry about it. But what is that doing for you? And that's where this comes in. You're letting go of the right to be angry at someone or something. Because what is that anger doing to that situation? What is that anger doing to that person? It's not doing anything to them. Because if it's a situation you're angry at, it's happened and it's over with. Your anger does nothing to change it. And if you're angry at a person, what is your anger doing to them? Nothing. Because they're not experiencing that anger. You are. So who's your anger affecting? It's just affecting you. Only thing that anger is doing is affecting you. So what good is it doing by holding on to it? And a lot of things I've heard about this is it's my motivation to work out. It's my motivation to strive to be more successful in my career. It's my motivation to do all of these things. And maybe, maybe it is. And that's not saying that anger can't be twisted to be productive for a while. But in the long term, what is it doing to you? Are you being so driven and successful because of this anger, because of this these frustrations? And yet you're killing yourself physically or mentally by doing all of these things because you don't have a limit on things because the only thing that's your fuel is anger and the anger never stops. And so you just keep going and going and you burn yourself out. That's what happens when anger is your only fuel. When anger is the only thing that's driving you, it burns out. It doesn't last. It can't because you won't last through it. You could be angry until your dying day and so many people are. And if you're angry till your dying day and that's the only thing that's ever driven you, the anger is what killed you. The anger is what's withered you away mentally or physically or spiritually or a combination of all of them. The anger doesn't affect anyone but you. And so when you let go of it, you're healing yourself. 
And part of doing that also requires you to say, I deserve to be healed. And that's a whole element that certainly not everyone, but a lot of people struggle with, is the fact that I deserve to be healed. I deserve to be better because you're worth that. You are valuable enough to be better. And if you can't believe that, then the first parts haven't happened correctly. It's okay to recognize that you have anger and it's okay to recognize that you've been through things. But if you never can let go of it, then it's just gonna continue eating at you and you're never going to get better. So that's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is that whole process of acknowledging what you've been through, acknowledging what you could or could not have done and recognizing that it's in the past. And then it comes to letting go. And when you let go of that anger, all of a sudden, it's release. It's freedom. Because the anger isn't holding you back anymore. And that thing you're trying to move on from, you can move on from. It's not eating at you anymore. Because you've let go of it. Truly let go of it. It's not an easy thing to do. And I'm not trying to trivialize it in the slightest. It is the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. But I've had two major revelation moments in my life that have changed the entirety of how I look at myself and look at the world and look at how I'm motivated. And one led to the other. The first one was recognizing that I'm deserving of being okay. I'm someone who's constantly hated myself their entire life, both from the way I physically look to the way I mentally think that I am to the way I spiritually perceive things. All of it, I've hated it. I've hated myself constantly. And the first time I was ever able to look into a mirror and say, I'm okay with that person, boom changed everything changed everything about how i looked at things and from there i was able to forgive the biggest pains of my life and actually let go of them actually forgive actually move on from them and having forgiven them having actually moved on from things is the biggest relief of my life because I don't get angry at those things anymore that I used to. All of those triggers that I had that used to set me off, they don't do it anymore because I'm not angry at those things anymore because I've come to terms with them and I've forgiven them and I've released them. And I think the saddest thing is so many people go through their whole lives never experiencing. So many people go through their whole lives not able to do this process. And so they hang on to this anger. They hang on to these things that are killing them absolutely killing them and it doesn't do them any good it doesn't do any good and so that's why i advocate for forgiveness that's why i advocate for being able to move on from things and in these times that we're in now we're gonna need forgiveness and i'm not saying it's gonna happen now because we're in the midst of when these things just happened you're not going to forgive the unjust killing of a man right after it's happened it's unrealistic to assume that's going to happen and so i'm not saying we should hold on to that hope or that you should strive for that because i don't think you can get there but at some point we will have to we're gonna have to come to terms with things and if we continue to hold on to the anger that's what's going to drive us further apart as people as a country and so if we learn how to forgive in our own lives we're gonna know how to forgive on a large scale and so i'm advocating to start learning this process to start going through this process on your own if you haven't and if you have and you're in the midst of it I'm so proud of where you are the follow-up to this is recognizing that once you come out on the other side of that forgiveness it's not 
over because you're still going through things and you're still going to have to do this process with other things. And that's okay because now you know how to do it and you know how effective it is. Because the truth is, I may have done these things and I'm, I'm not okay. I'm still a broken person. I'm still someone who constantly, daily, hourly needs to be able to forgive myself, to be able to forgive others, to be able to forgive situations. It's the only way I can make it through, but I know how to do it and I know how effective it is. And that's what I'm advocating for. And here's where it gets into my, my faith, into my beliefs on religion and my Christianity. Because in the midst of this whole process for me, there's Jesus showing me how to do it, showing me the love and compassion and grace and mercy and his own forgiveness. And that drives me. That shows me what to do. That shows me how to be better. It shows me that I'm not there yet, but I can get there. And if I never wind up there, I'm still going to try to get there. Because the process is almost more important than the end point. Because we're never going to be perfect people. And if you're a Christian, you understand that concept. That we can never be 100% perfect. Even if you're not Christian, you probably know that. We all mess up. We all do things that we regret, that we wish we could take back, but we can't. So we constantly strive to be better. And for me as a Christian, that means going through these processes. It means going back to scripture. It means going back to what God has promised me and seeing these examples and continuing to strive for that even if I don't achieve it and that's where I come from and that's my perspective on where I think forgiveness is such a lacking element in our culture we don't want to forgive people because we so want to hang on to this anger because we think that it's helping us to be better people in terms of our career in terms of our physical well-being or our mental well-being and i'm here to tell you that the anger that you hold on to the lack of forgiveness that you have is doing nothing but harming you and that's why i care so much about it and that's why it's been on my mind is because forgiveness both in my doing it and in what i have received from my savior in Jesus, that has fundamentally changed who I am. The ability for me to forgive and to accept forgiveness has changed me from being a broken person who had no direction, who had no way of getting out of the pit they had dug for themselves into a person who is able to function, who is able to move on from things, who is able to continually get better and better and not in a way that's hurting myself. I'm still broken and I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that there's a lot of parts of me that can be better and should be better, but I, I know I can do it. And that process of forgiveness, that process of recognizing that I can experience emotions and process them, be okay with them and move on from them. That's what's going to continue to make me that better person that's what's going to continue to make me who i need to be who i want to be and that is what makes the difference at the end of the day there's a lot more i can say about the religious elements of it about how forgiveness plays a role in faith life and how forgiveness is something that jesus constantly preached and setting that example for us and i i want to but i also know that one i'm i'm, I'm coming up here on the for my own sake the 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 cutoff time but but also that forgiveness by itself if you practice that concept irrespective of where you stand on your religion it's gonna help you and i think at the end of the day that's where i would rather stand i would rather leave with that message because in my view when you know what forgiveness is and you know you need to seek it out that can lead you to jesus 
And I think for a lot of people, it has. So if I can leave off on this note, I'm going to speak that definition again of what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is letting go of your right to be angry at someone or something. It's such a powerful concept. And in my view, it's the single thing that's going to get us through what we're going through as a country right now, as a world right now, and it's the only thing that's going to help us continue to move forward and get better. And it's the only thing that I think you as an individual can do to benefit yourself that's going to have lasting effects in every element of your life. Again, if you're someone who knows these things, who's gone through these things, who knows the power of this idea and of this process, and I'm so happy for you. I really am because you know the kind of freedom you get from it. And if you haven't, if someone who has kind of vaguely heard about it or you know it very well but you're reluctant to do it because you don't think you need to i'm gonna be just another person who encourages you to do it and if i'm the first one to encourage you to do it i really hope you listen and if i'm the 50th person i really hope you listen because it changes your life it changes who you fundamentally are when you frame things through the lens of forgiveness and that's about all i've got for this session Thank you guys for continuing to listen. Thank you for listening to my, my nice little rant about forgiveness. I'll say it's a rant. I know it is. I haven't even listened back to it yet. I know it is. But I appreciate all the support. I appreciate everyone in my life who continues to be with me. And I appreciate all of you, um, whether you're, you're listening or not, all of you who have shown me what forgiveness is and have helped me along on that process. I, I really am grateful from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.